Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Time to talk footy now with <laughs> Dwayne Russell. Dwayne, good morning. Scotty, gosh, fucking great to be with you. And uh, it's been a, been a welcome call. Your call, you haven't didn't call me all of January. What's going on? It's February before you wanted me on. Mate, there's not many days go by that I haven't thought about what you're doing in your break and how it's Christmas and New Year's and what you were getting up to. Give us a quick snapshot. I just a quick trip to Sicily. Went over there and uh, hung around at uh, Tom Meter. You know the you know the hotel. Where, you know the White Lotus. Have you ever watched the yes. White Lotus? Yes, yes. Yeah, stayed there for a week at that hotel, the, the Four Seasons. That was nice. And uh, then just a little bit of, um, I went to uh, see a bit of Rome, Pompeii, did a bit of the Amalfi Coast. Uh, I drove the, the Nürburgring in Germany, 22-kilometre track to the forest. Yeah, I hired a car there, and my son and I did, and my daughter, we all did fast laps, taking the car up to, you know, 200 plus. Wow. Um, so that was fun. I went to Kangaroo yeah, Island. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> you went to Kangaroo Island. Yeah, so pretty much same same sort of summer we've had. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can get up to the same speeds as that Kangaroo Island, but who knows? I don't know what you get up to, Scotty. <laughs> what a great break, mate. Jeez, you must be fresh. Dwayne's World is back from 9 o'clock yeah. our time, WST Western Standard. <laughs> That's about 3 p.m. in Melbourne time. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same track where, um, where um, Nicky Lauder crashed. Uh, the the big ring and oh. it's pretty wild. You should you should do it one day if you hire a car. Cost of the insurance is about. Um, well, if you crash the car, you got to pay for the price of the car. That's the oh. thing. So you got to be careful. Oh, Strut, you know that'd be nerve wracking stuff. Nerve wracking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm just, I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> what do you well, do? You make... The Nurburgring. No, I don't care about that. I just want to know in regards to like your holidays. How far in advance do you say that's what I'm going to be doing? Like, when did you decide that you were going to go to Italy? Well, because my kids organise it. So I've got a 24-year-old daughter and a 27-year-old son. If they organise it, I pay. That's the way it normally goes. So if they want to go somewhere, we go where they want to go, they organise it. My daughter's a pilot, so she sort of is... is uh, and my son's a, a five-star hotel guru. He won't he won't go anywhere unless it's business class seats and he's staying five-star. So he's a, he's a little bit high-end like that. But if they want to go somewhere at the end of the year and hang with their mum and dad, I'm kind of all in. Yep. So if they if they say yeah we'd we'd like to go here then um, sometimes we've got to book by March so so the Japan trip was lucky because we booked to go to Japan hoping that it was going to be open this was two years ago after COVID and it wasn't until a week before we we're about to go that they actually opened Japan up but you know normally book in advance but I take advantage of the early fares 
Yeah, brilliant. What a great Holidays, setup. Holidays, like that. See, I don't... It, it, some people go overseas, Goss. Yeah, some so people can get on a plane and go overseas. If I can see it on Google, I don't need to go. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> who's, who's your daughter fly for, Dwayne? <laughs> Uh, Southern, so if you've, you know, Barnboogle and those golf courses down at King Island yes. uh, and Tassie. Yeah, just so me. if you hire a golf trip, she flies Southern Airlines down to there. So she'll take you down at Barnboogle, she'll park the plane on the on yeah. the grass. Yep. And uh, wait for you to finish your round and bring you home on Southern Airlines. I've done that, I've done that, that once. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. That's, so that's pretty what cool. She, she also flies, she flies produce too, so she might fly a plane full of lobsters or a I think you flew a plane for chickens the other day. Well, oh, that'd be distracting. <laughs> you have to concentrate there. She doesn't have the same pre-plane flight routine when she walks down the aisle and tells the chickens to buckle up. Please put your seatbelt on. <laughs> The mask will drop down, the safety mask will drop down, and we have to pay the lucky 4,000 chickens with safety masks on. <laughs> Here's a picture. Hey, Dwayne, we're, we're right into pre-season already, and we know there's been predictions of plenty being made. Um, what's your genuine prediction about a Collingwood... I mean, every, every year it really should be the reigning Premier is the team to beat because they are the defending champions. Do you believe they are a standout this year and it is they've got a gap for others to make up or do you think it's going to be a lot closer? No, I think Brisbane, for the flag, for me, I think they'll improve a bit, Brisbane. Collingwood's still got to be up there. I think Sydney will go all right. I, I like what Sydney's done. I think Errol Gordon. I'm a bit of a Logan McDonald fan, mm. so that might be... I think the evolution of Logan is going to be good for Sydney. I think they can kick big scores if he's firing as a forward when you add what else they've got, you know, goal-kicking ability. I think Blakey will get better as well. I love the Lizard. So I kind of like Sydney a bit. Carlton will be up there. I'm a bit worried about Melbourne. I don't know. There's a bit of a... Oh, this might be off, off beat. But one, they don't have Grundy. And I know he didn't play much last year, but if Gorn goes down, that's a problem for Melbourne, I think. Yep. And two, there's... They train on two paddocks. Mm. And I think the facilities arms race is a big one that's happening in footy right now. In teams of these facilities are Sydney and the Bulldogs have just unveiled their new one. Melbourne's training in two paddocks at the moment. They're training at Gosh's paddock in the city and then out of Casey, which, you know, is a, it's a windblown area. I don't really have a home. So, yeah, I don't know if that's going to affect them. Gorn not being there. You know, Melbourne, I think, uh, will be there in the eight, but I see them dropping a bit. And I'll see the Bulldogs improving. Sam Darnold mm. playing forward. I think uh, Jamara Eugle Hagen will get better. No, I don't think it's. I think it's a pretty open race, to be honest. I think there's seven or eight teams that can win it. I'm with you with the doggies. I think they they have to improve. They got a really really yeah. strong list when you when you have a look at it. Like yeah, and key position players sorted in you know both ends of the can ground. Can coach? I think I think he can. Hey, Logan, <laughs> Logan McDonald's well, the Dwayne, other one. Twine, Twine. I hear your laughter. I hear your chuckle. Yeah, he had seven or eight. They had seven or eight dream weeks in 2016. They were favoured yeah. by the bye that got them back here to Perth. They played that beautifully. So don't get me wrong. Premiership coach, can't take that away from him. It was a dream seven or eight-week period for the Bulldogs. But they haven't been good since, and they certainly weren't good last year. No, I get a call a week saying that's why I last, because I'm a bit mad as I reckon I get a call a week wondering whether he can coach. So... It's just a perennial question. Did they get lucky in 2016? Was a good coaching in 2016? Um, you know, they didn't finish what they finished six on the ladder, so it wasn't like they were the best four teams in the comp in the home and away. 
But yeah, I think he. I think there's better coaches out there, to be honest, Goss. But I think he's he's still a good coach, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're necessarily going to get rid of him now. I think stability is still key for footy clubs. I think I'd rather be in a stable footy club than one that's always looking to dump their coach. I'm with them. I'm with them. Just on Logan McDonald, we we had to do our predictions, Dwayne. I'm sure you've had to do those too for uh, for the SDN socials. And I've got Logan McDonald as my breakout player this year, so hopefully he you can do. he can have a uh, have a beauty. But I got a, a, a text from Dirk, one of our loyal listeners in Melbourne. Are you worried, Dwayne, about Geelong's ageing playing list? Well, I am, and I'm not, because at least they've got three recent flags in the bank. So in terms of am I a Geelong fan worried? No, I don't. I'm not like that. I'm. I'm, if they'd missed the eight for three or four years, well, so be it. I think they've done what they needed to do. And I think Richmond's the same for their fans. They've done what they needed to do. I don't think they're same, in the same worry category as like a Fremantle who hasn't won a flag yet or a St Kilda who hasn't won a flag for 50 years. They're the teams that I think you've got more of a worry factor behind because at least, well, at least some of those other clubs that I mentioned have won a flag. Even the Dogs having won in 2016. Mm. At least their fans have seen one. Mm. And the same at West Coast, even though they've had two horrendous years. Yeah, they did win a flag in 2018. Hey, Dwayne, what, what's the vibe on St Kilda and, I don't know, the clean-out, the fallout, uh, the Ross Lyon factor? What What is going on at St Kilda? Are we seeing similar shades of what happened at Fremantle where the coach which in most footy clubs probably sits four or five in the list of importance, if you know what I mean, in regards to structure of a yeah. football club. Uh, what's going on at the Saints? Well, it's Ross's club. So, uh, But I like it. I don't mind it. I think um, um, if you're going to try and do something different, St Kilda, it is lock in Ross, lock in his friends around him, his ex-St Kilda players around him. Uh, make your club a club where players want to come. You know, Henry's gone there. They've got a couple of recruits over summer. Um, you know, Dow just got injured. But they've had a couple of recruits come to the club. I think that's what, to fight the fight, I reckon, these days, you've got to get mature-age players to the club. You've got to stop them leaving yours to go somewhere better. And you've got to bring them into your club. The draft's great, going to get kids like Harley Reid. But I think being able to lure, you know, mid, mid-career, uh, not just free agents, but mid-career players... Uh, to your club is going to be key in having your club be in contenders in, in the coming year. So I think they've done a good job there. St Kilda's also back at Moorabbin, which is big for them. I think the Casey whole... I don't know, people in WA probably don't understand, but if you've got to drive an out of training every yeah. day and you live in the city, it's a bit of a brag. So, yeah, I think being back at Moorabbin, mm. back at their home, I think they're going all right. I don't, I don't have them in my ace. But I still think they'll go okay. I like what they're doing with Ross Lyon. Either you're a Ross, either you're a Ross Lyon fan or you're not, and I'll get it if you're not. Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. A good mate of ours is Scotty Waters, and he said that was the demise of a, a large factor of the demise of of St Kilda during his time was the the move out there away from Moorabbin. He said it was diabolical, yeah. and he said Seaford, players yeah. the Seaford, yeah, and the players just didn't want to be there. And for our WA audience, driving to Casey is similar to probably driving to Rockingham. Mandra almost to go to training sort of thing if you're living here in the city. So it's not a um, not a quick trip. Hey, um, Dwayne, just for our WA audience, mate, what's your take on Fremantle and West Coast in uh, a short summary there of where do you think their seasons are going to go? I think it's going to be tough for Fremantle. I honestly do. I, they've lost a couple of players, but I'm a bit of a Luke Jackson fan, so 
If he, where's he going to play? Is he going to ruck or forward? What's going to happen there? Well, they've signed Sean Darcy to a seven-year deal, and we had uh, Joe Bridey on uh, earlier on this week who said that um, Sean will be the number one ruckman and, and uh, Luke will pinch hit, although... You know, their last four or five weeks of last season where Darcy was out and Jackson was in the middle, they were much, much better. Yeah. So, look, how good is Haggerty is Fife going to have? You know, you've got Hayden Young and a couple of those guys coming through. I think it's the, re- the, the new group. If anyone's going to take them somewhere, it's the new group. So, yeah, they're a big watch for me. I don't have them making the eight, obviously, Frio. But um, the West Coast Eagles is the other one, obviously, in your part of the world. I think they'll improve a bit, the West Coast. I don't, I hope they can win six or seven games. I hope those bottom two from last year that only won three games, North Melbourne and the West Coast, can actually be competitive and win their seven or eight. So, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for both to improve, but obviously I don't think Frio or West Coast will make the eight. Gold Coast, everyone's uh, expecting a massive improvement. The foundation has been laid probably through Stuart Jew. They've kept a lot of their kids there, which is absolutely brilliant. Hardwick comes. He brings a huge amount of uh, success to the football club, recent success. I've got them being a very, very, very high contender. I I know we expect a lot of them with their young talent, but I've just got a feeling this could be their breakout year. And they've got a really good start to the season. They've got two home games to start with. They've got Richmond on the Gold Coast, and then they've got a home game against Adelaide on the Gold Coast. So it's a big difference for the Suns, I think, between starting 0-2 and 2-0. and and If they can knock Richmond over at home, and then they can win that second game against Adelaide at home, then I think their probably confidence will be pretty high. But if they were to lose to Richmond, that first or opening round, as it's called, and then you've got Adelaide coming up there, yeah, so I, I can't see them making the eight. I think there's going to be a real scramble for that bottom what? edge of the eight because, well, no, I can't see Gold Coast making the eight. I just can't trust them yet. Yeah, that's the thing. You, it's it's hard to though. Like, that's the thing we expect them to. And with Damien Hardwick there, you yeah. expect him to be much much better and all that. But you, you, sides have let you down in the past when you're expecting good things. It's yeah. hard to back them in. Yeah, they're, they're like Port Adelaide, aren't they? They've really underdelivered under Ken Hinckley, but he seems to dodge a bullet, uh, in particular on SEN. Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> do you think? Ken Hinckley's in the gun this year. Do you think he needs to... He's signed. He's good. But not if they have a disaster. The contract will mean nothing. Yes. Well, I think every coach has got a win-loss ratio where they're in trouble. Mm. I think that, you know, you look at Luke Beveridge we just talked about. He's got a win-loss ratio where he's in trouble. I mean, the Dogs don't make the eight if they finish 14th to 15th. If Port don't make the eight, they finish 13th or 14th, they have a bad season. Ooh. Even if Simon Goodwin, if Melbourne yeah. doesn't make the eight, then there'll be people, you know, having a crack at Simon Goodwin. And, you know, Adam Simpson, if, if the West Coast don't win more than three games or four games this year, there'll be people coming at Simo as well. So I think every coach in the comp outside, Craig McRae and uh, even Chris Fagan. I mean, Chris Fagan, the expectation is Brisbane win the flag. If they don't finish in the top four, there'll be people probably coming at Chris Fagan. Mm. I think every coach is under pressure and every coach has got a different win-loss ratio that'll have people, you know, fans saying, well, this isn't good enough. We need better than this. Before we let you go, mate, that's a uh, fantastic summary of what uh, you're expecting this year. With all that travel you did over summer, um, any show uh, recommendations, TV recommendations, series recommendations? Because you did a lot of flying, and there would have been a lot of Dwayne time on that plane. I watched a lot of movies. Yeah, I watched a a lot of movies. I just saw the Eric Banner, new Eric Banner movie. That's not too bad. I have a bit of a movie buff. Um, So I'm pretty... 
I, I, I didn't like Oppenheimer. Went a bit long for me, but if you're on a long flight, Oppenheimer's probably perfect company for you. <laughs> you're on a 15-hour flight. On and on and on. Yeah, it's, it's very dialogue-heavy, Oppenheimer. If you want to just half-watch a movie on a plane and you're half-asleep and you're half-on-eye open, Barbie's perfect because it's not too deep. You can just sit back and let it unfold. And if you, if you fall asleep for 15 minutes, you haven't missed much. So, yeah, Barbie's not too deep. Mate, Barbie's not something you can watch in public. Like you got to watch that in the privacy of your own home. If I walk past Wayne Russell on a plane and he's watching Barbie, I'm telling everyone. I've seen it twice. I don't even see all of Oppenheimer because I can't be bothered going back and watching the 10 minutes of I fell asleep. <laughs> you know, I'll I tell you, my Oppenheimer story, actually when I saw it in Gold Class my family, we booked our tickets, went in, and the, the chef didn't turn up to gold class. You know, you oh. and you order your food. Oh, no. And I had someone come in about ARN and say, sorry, this chef hasn't turned up. We haven't got any food to bring yet. Oh. So I said, well, my wife's just finished work. She's desperate for something to eat. I said to go and get her a sandwich from down the road. I had to walk down to the deli three doors down, get a sandwich for my wife and kids and bring it back to gold class. So I missed 10 minutes, but I haven't gone back and watched it yet. But at least my wife had something to eat. Hey, what do you got coming up at 9 o'clock our time today on your show? Uh, I think we've got Leon Cameron, and it's a short show today. So I'm getting a lot of calls from the West at the moment, which is fun, but only an hour and a half of Wayne's World, so a condensed version. Leon Cameron's go join me. And going to talk a little bit about, um, well, a little bit, a little bit of footy off the top. Uh, I can see. I think St Kilda's got a tough start to the season. I think Richmond's got a tough, tough start to the season. I did my tips for the whole year before the season started. Oh wow! Last year, <laughs> so I did, I'm going to do the same again this year. Oh wow! And uh, so I'm going to talk about that off the top. Oh, there we go. The whole year. I'm going to do the whole year tomorrow. How did it go last year? And when did you finish on What? I did. I won. I won the SEN footy tipping, doing it pre-season. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, don't is. get trapped in the in the sort of fluctuations of someone's week to week form. Ins and outs. I, do. I so totally agree with you, Dwayne. I'll pick Brisbane to win every game. I'll pick Collingwood to win every game, except when they play Brisbane. I'll pick Carlton to win every game, except when they play Collingwood or Brisbane. I'll pick you know Sydney to win every game at home. So it's fairly easy. Everyone can do it. Good stuff. He's good. He's just taking the piss now. Good on you, Dwayne. Appreciate your time. Look forward to our chats. Every time you come on, mate, our our audience love you, mate. And uh, great to have you back on air this year. So good on you, mate. Uh, good to talk. Thanks to all of those people in the West who do take the time to text. Good Always great. There is Dwayne Russell joining us. Dwayne's World. Has he gone? I'm just sure he's gone because I just let him know that uh, he's not on in Perth at 9 o'clock today because the boys are. <laughs> yeah. The run home with Hayes and Marto from 9 o'clock. Of course, the festival demo continues. The uh, Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN. Make sure you're watching on Sunday or listening to SENW Wave. 1 o'clock is tip-off and then Damien Martin's retirement singlet. Let's get a breakaway and come back because after 7.30, Paul Hazelby is going to come in and learn how to do radio with us after 7.30.